Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, I had a pretty intense spiritual download in regards to my throat chakra. I want to share that with you. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Okay, spiritual download. Yes. All right. I, okay. I got to ask what that is. So lately on the podcast, yeah. things have been getting a little out of hand for me. They're getting a little too woo-woo, whatever you guys call it, woo-hoo, woo-hoo. <laughs> You know, you're supposed to make the paranormal like, normal. Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking to squirrels. I know. Which you um, can accept. You yeah, can and, accept you know, that. And the thing is, like, I really <laughs> am open to all this now because, you know, I want to learn and I want to increase my, you know, spiritual path, awakening, right. as, as you guys call it. And, <laughs> you know, so I, you know, I go out there and I, you know, I, like, all right, I'm going to try to talk to the animals. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think I talked to a raccoon. It's possibly possible that they invited me to a drum circle okay. thing. I don't know. Okay. Either that or they wanted to bite me. So, like, things are getting a little out of hand here for me. So, mm-hmm. now, today you mentioned the spiritual download. You mentioned chakras. So, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to do some research to find out if this is real stuff. Well, I've talked about spiritual downloads before. Yeah, I know. I just didn't. I just, like, kind of brushed it off. Like, oh, okay. But that's... I think, like, the throat chakra, you're like, okay, Megan, like, what's that? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think... Let's take the, the spiritual download term first. All right. And then we'll go into these chakras. Yeah. All right. So what is a what is a spiritual download? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of different definitions of it. For me, the way I experience it, um, and, you know, I try to, like, just simplify something so that you yourself can understand what it is. Because sometimes, like, you can read stuff on it and people think a spiritual download is, like, I don't know, an alien came down, you had, like, a conversation with them and some amazing meditative state, da 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 da, da. For me, um, it's just all of a sudden an idea gets dropped into my, not just head, like, my being. So there's some alignment with a truth or an, and something that I've heard or even something that's been said to me, it all of a sudden it, it clicks and it becomes internalized. And what it doesn't do is I don't feel separate from that anymore. So what I'm going to talk about has something that has been happening my whole life, but I always felt separate from it. Well, that's for other people, not me. And then the download came with a lot of information. I'm still sorting through it. But the main thing is I don't feel separate from it anymore. That all of that power that is available, they say to everyone, I finally feel it in me too. Okay. All right. So there's a lot to unpack there. Mm. So first off, I think you said that this comes at a time when you're not expecting it, like a surprise. Well, I've been, you know, we've been talking on the podcast like a little too indigo. Mm-hmm. Lately, we've had an episode. Are you in a spiritual slump? You know, I've ha- I, you know, I was feeling that. But just like I said in that episode, that's when the good stuff happens. Like that's when spirit can really get you. That's when the downloads happen when you're in a slump. So I wasn't expecting it. I was in kind of my slump, doing my thing, and it just like, but ma- yeah. th- you know, I was vulnerable enough to receive it. Okay. Now, I feel that might have happened to me as well, but usually it kind of, I think it, when I was in the bathroom. So for me, it's just just like bad timing. I think when my spirit guides try to give me these spiritual downloads, I just, I feel it's bad timing. I feel like you'd argue with them. Like it's more like, like you'll get a download and your big thing is like, no, like if anybody has an idea, you're like, no. Okay. So maybe your guides are having the same issue with you. Some people claim (laughs) that you, you might hear a voice in your, you know, you might hear a voice or, or something. Okay. Has that ever happened to you? Like clear audience? I guess like you like actually really hear the voice. I don't know if it's like it, maybe in your head you hear it. I don't know. I've heard that before. I mean, I think, like I said, with a spiritual download, it's going to be unique to you. It's just going to feel all of a sudden. Have I heard like clear audience voices before? I absolutely have. And that feels like a voice that's no longer... That's not yours, but feels familiar to you. So it can be like a voice in your head, or sometimes you can physically um, actually audibly hear a voice. This one, I mean, with me, with my Claire audience, it's so ingrained. So I don't think it's weird anymore. But I do feel like when I got this download, which I'm going to explain coming up exactly how it happened and stuff, all of a sudden I just got this kind of 
feeling and maybe it was was a voice in my head i suppose that was just like this is for you too like that like done okay now i think our listeners are going to want to know like when is this possibly happened for you so i looked that up and you know mm-hmm. they said these are some of the symptoms okay. you might get chills now that, okay so that happened the other day i was kind of cold but i put my sweater on no you can't i call them spirit chills oh okay so something different yeah it's oh, like sometimes they start at the crown of your head and move down oh. or sometimes they can start like in the center of your chest and move out oh i thought that's just when the air condition was too high but okay gotcha. <laughs> now they also say random bursts of energy i mean that happens if i drink a little too much coffee is that the same thing? All of a sudden, it's like this joyous like energy that comes through you. You have a lot more optimism. You're more excited about life. You can all of a sudden feel very uh, different from your previous moods. All right. Uh, it could happen when you're apparently could happen when you're sleeping. Is this like that astral travel nonsense we were talking about? nonsense no like i no but yeah i've had so many that's like a whole different episode but i've had so many not i mean what's a download you know i mean like i give downloads like a much bigger i i don't know what you're reading here because like the way that i consider it down like my own definition is it's life altering information that's given to you like my life feels like it's been able to pivot a bit because of the spiritual download i got other things that i get like if i get without like i'm sleep or just like truths that'll hit me that's just like well a revelation okay i just had a real i woke up the other you know i had a visit from my dead dog two nights ago and i was telling you the insight i got from that in regards to family stuff so that's not really a spiritual download that's just like an insight that was given to me but all right so i don't yeah so i would spiritual downloads are a big deal all right so i think for me i think i'm just not probably open to it and that's why i'm not really getting these spiritual downloads at this moment and you are I think with some people, there's everybody has different challenges. And you're dealing with me, and for my challenges aren't challenges that you normally have. Like speaking up for myself is a challenge for me. It's not a challenge for you. In some ways. In some ways. Because I see you kind of shove things down at other times, you know, but like I you're looking at it from like my angle. Like you would have to see like what spirit speaking to you like you get ideas so i would say like a spiritual download for you as a red aura person would be more practical minded things like we've talked about this on the podcast like when you had i feel like it was a spiritual download when you figured out the stock market better but at a time we really need to supplement income and like you said that was like a life changing moment for you when you figured out this one i'll never remember part uh, piece of how to invest differently your investment strategy okay. so as a red or a person being more practical minded or worldly it might manifest in a way that we would think is oh that's 3d but it really is not because the goal behind it was to take care of people and provide and feel more independent so that might have been like a spiritual download for you if i can think of one off the top of my head all right that makes sense and then me and phoebe of course got into the the famous fight over (laughs) amazon or uh american express (laughs) you and there goes my spiritual downloads you put off information too like you know you don't really realize things are happening happening yeah. sometimes until you're like thick in it all right like having abby <laughs> all right well i'll <laughs> the tell second you. she's born then you realize it wait I, all right we're, we're one for one today I, I so far we have one to go here i'm okay with these spiritual down i think there's something to it okay i mean i know i try to play the skeptic role here yes and you've actually made me a believer well you've <laughs> seen a change in me yeah 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 this past week all right that's for sure i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna try to be more open to it you know, they, they say, you know, kind of get back to nature, put your electronics down, yeah. uh, do these kind of things could also help to get the message if, you know, there's like, or you know, try to open yourself up, like to get rid of that block. So yeah, I'm going to try slump, to do that. You gotta do, if you're in a slump, you have to do different things yeah. in order to receive the information and, and making sure you're not as distracted All right. is a good way. Well, one guy way back when, who I think might've had the huge, one of the, one of the hugest spiritual downloads of all time is, was the Buddha. And we're going to talk about him when we come back. 
Do you remember all those times your mom went above and beyond when you were a kid? Well, it's time to return the favor this year for Mother's Day. Go all out and treat mom to Milk Bar. James Beard, award-winning celebrity chef Christina Tossi, opened the first Milk Bar in 2008, and she's been wowing the world, and not to mention her celebrity friends, with her unique spin on iconic flavors ever since. Milk Bar is the perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life from birthdays to graduations to summer cookouts or just because a few of milk bars bestsellers include their signature birthday cake with unfrosted sides the salty sweet compost cookie milk bar pie made from toasted oat crust and a gooey butter filling and for a limited time milk bar is offering their delicious new strawberry shortcake and cake truffles. It's a perfect gift for Mother's Day because let's be honest, you can't eat roses. Every milk bar creation is made from fresh, then thoughtfully and beautifully packaged. So it arrives in perfect condition, ready to enjoy. They even offer fast, even overnight nationwide delivery. Right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer. Get $10 off any order of $50 or more when you go to milkbarstore.com slash KYA. You'll get 10 bucks off an order of $50 by going to milkbarstore.com slash KYA. Milkbarstore.com slash KYA. When my kids were little and in diapers, how many times did I have to get up in the middle of the night to change them? Well, if you have a little one, you know it's been a while since you got through a full night without interruptions, especially as they get older and they need a little bit more absorbency. One thing that can help Coterie diapers. They keep your baby happy and comfortable, which can lead to less wake-ups and more shut-eye for everyone. Coterie is the highest performing diaper on the market for infants and toddlers with up to two times more liquid capacity and up to four times faster moisture wicking versus other brands. Your baby stays drier longer and coterie parents report fewer nighttime diaper changes, which can lead to better sleep quality, not just for your baby, but for you too. Coterie diapers are made with clothing grade material, giving your baby a cashmere-like feel so they're more comfortable for longer day and night. They are dermatologist tested and use only the cleanest ingredients plus coterie wipes, which I use for my daughter who has very sensitive skin, our National Eczema Association approved. Coterie has been awarded Best Diaper and Wipes by both The Bump and Parents.com. Forget about nighttime leaks and wet sheets. Try the Rolls Royce of diapers, Coterie. Right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first order plus free shipping at Coterie.com slash KYA. That's Coterie spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot slash KYA for 20% off and free shipping coterie.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So I, I think during the ad, I might have just had a spiritual download Whoa. or possibly just another encounter with those, uh, animal communication. Those raccoons? No, this time it was an otter. <laughs> they invited me to do a sound bath Whoa. meditation with them. <laughs> so now I got to go look it up what that is because I'm not really sure. But. Yeah, you don't want to put yourself in any weird situation yeah. with the otters. We'll save that for okay. another episode. All right. <laughs> All right. So for those of you who don't know, my skeptic Scotty is also, he's got his, his bachelor's and his master's in history and he's a history buff. And, you know, as soon as I say I had a throat chakra download, he's like, what's a chakra? What is this? What language is chakra? And then you just see him run to his books and reputable places on the internet to try to understand what I'm talking about. All right. Yes, so go that's ahead. E- that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> Especially the way I said chakra. <laughs> chakra. 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 <laughs> now I'm, making, I'm doing an impression of you doing an impression of me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yes, I did. You know, okay. So, you, you know, you were talking about the spiritual download. I looked that up. That was kind of more, that was kind of an easy thing to figure out. <laughs> You're like, fine. Yeah, you know, okay. But the chakras <laughs> thing is a little bit more difficult. And uh, again, I, I've heard the term before today. You know, yeah. But I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just, you know, another term you guys all use. Yeah, you, you know. just let it go for a while. Yeah. But not today. But, but not today. <laughs> okay. So I looked into it and it comes, it dates back to 
the religion of Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Hindu and Hinduism is a very interesting religion, uh, one of the world's oldest religions. It's I think about still fifteen percent of the world's population wow. practice Hinduism, mostly mostly in India. But a lot, you know, in, in Hinduism, a lot of the stuff that we practice today or people believe in today, it, it originates from this time period. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's no known founder of Hinduism. So we don't know exactly the exact date when it started. We know roughly, we believe it was like in the Indus River Valley, northern part of India. But again, everyone's not 100% sure. Wow. But there's a lot of tenets of Hinduism that, you know, we believe, like, you know, like reincarnation. Okay. So like we, we talked about on this show, yeah, we past, talked lives. About that, past lives. Right. Sure. Um, Hinduism talks about karma. Okay. Karma, karma is like the. Not, I don't know about like the way like the karma like we think like. Yeah, they oh, say that. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I know, you know that. If I do this to you, then it's gonna come back and bite me. Right. And, it know. doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's more like all the good. De- it was more used at that time, and again, it evolved, of course. But when it originally started, I believe it was more. And I'm, I'm no expert on Hinduism, by the way. So oh, okay. I just want to put that out there. I know some things about it, but I'm not an expert. But I believe it was more like all the good and bad that you did in your lifetime, and then it kind of like was added up and then when you passed on you know the gods decided you know did was your karma more positive or more negative i think that's more more what it was about okay uh and then so it's just like a self-contained thing not if you do something to somebody you'll get that back exactly okay yeah it was more yeah and i I guess i'd have to explain the levels of hinduism for a second okay i can do that right after this and then there's your dharma What's that? Uh, which is like your obligation in life. Mm. Um, but at that time, when it first, it was really more about your job. So the way Hinduism worked. Interesting. Yeah. So they linked, that's society. Yes. So they linked, oh, your dharma is. Your obligation know, in life. That which is your job for society. Correct. Okay. So, right. That's so interesting. Th- yes, okay, exactly. So there was this caste system that they developed. Okay. okay. It's called the Hindu caste system. And a caste is just like a level. Think of it, or, you know, in our term, a class. Okay. So there were there was thousands of them. The, the main, but they, were, they divided them into like main brackets. Like there was the priestly caste, that was the top. Mm-hmm. Then you had like warrior caste. You know, let's say the sudra, the farmers, and then you had the lowest of the low was the untouchables. Okay. Okay. They they and some people in Hinduism believe that's not even a caste because they were so low. It's beneath even being on the system. Wow. Okay. So the idea was that you would move up all the levels of the caste system, mm-hmm. and then when you did that, you would reach. Like our heaven, it was called uh, like Brahman. It's called it still is Brahman, mm-hmm. um, and that's like heaven for us, like one with the universe. Okay. But you had to go through all those levels like, to get there through reincarnation, through doing your reincarnation, through having good karma and completing your dharma. So you can't do that in one life. Like you can't go from like untouchable to something else. Right. Exactly. You can. I mean, I don't know how many. Again, I don't know if you can move up like ten levels at a time. You can. You can also right. move down too. Oh really? Uh, so you can move up and down. I don't, but it would take hundreds of lifetimes. Okay. But the idea is that you don't. In your lifetime, you can never move up. Okay. You are in that cast. Yeah. So like, you know, how everyone talks about leveling up these days, you can't do that no matter what. Right. Maybe spiritually you could, but in terms of like life, you know, betterment of life, you could not. All right. Okay. So So how you're born is how you stay. You're born into it. You stay into it. And that's us. Until you pass. Then they add up your karma. You know, oh, did you do it? Did you do your obligations? Right. Okay. And if you did, you would move up. To the next level. So, if you were on the priestly caste, the highest caste, the belief was that you went through all those lifetimes okay. and probably even been an untouchable to get to that level. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and then the question is, well, why did they come up with that system? And then you could look at it. Well, you know, there was no money at the time, so how do you get someone to clean the streets? Well, that's your integration of like religion yeah, and yeah, how society right. like hijacks it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. Right, so the untouchable has to believe that they're going to move up. Right. Okay, so anyway, in the early texts of Hinduism, the Vedas, we do find the word chakra. You uh, the do Vedas find. is like their... It's like their like Bible, right. uh, like a Quran. Those are their texts. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so those are like... Yeah, those are like their first texts. And, th- and this is around, you're talking before BC. This is BCE, if you want to be more correct about the term. This is like 500, six, 700 years before, cre- okay. like before Christ. Um, again, you find it in some more texts, that, but really, you know, nobody knows exactly what it means. You know, some people think it means like a wheel. Like right, because like it means wheel in Sanskrit. Like yeah, wheel, but then also they think it might mean like um, the wheel of a chariot. 
Okay. A, and a, a ruler's chariot. So like someone who was in charge, maybe of the warrior so class or a something. a wheel, but not with the symbolic meaning of wheel like we have it. Right. Okay, got so it. So again, it varies, but we're not exactly sure. And I think today those chakras are shown kind of like a wheel of energy. So it's not in the ancient texts or even... Not that's interesting. Not real. I mean, you get as it goes as the texts get a little bit uh, later in date. Right. Uh, as you get after death, ADE. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then you kind of start seeing it used in Hinduism in terms of like yoga practices, meditation, right, things of that nature, a more spiritual nature. And then it's mentioned more. And then you finally around I don't know around one year one thousand. Uh, you get to where the chakras are a little bit like they are today. Not really, but kind of you can see it where it's used. Because the chakra, like, it's just like an energy thing, right? Um, you, you can see where it's used. But that, that's basically 1,500 years after the first mention of it in the Hindu text. And don't they have like more chakras than just the seven we talk about? Yes, that's, yeah, that's correct. Um, and actually, let me throw in oh. the Buddha here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So thank you. I, I appreciate that. So <laughs> yeah, we see it as, as seven uh, in Hinduism, I think they believed there was like 144 or 114, but we really focused on the seven. But then along comes this guy, Siddhartha. He's known as the Buddha. And he was a Hindu, okay? Uh, he was actually one of the higher castes. So he was almost ready to go up to to uh, Brahman and be one with the universe. But he he basically wasn't finding the spirituality in it. Okay. So it was kind of... It was more like a social thing for him. He he wasn't seeing the connection. So he saw it. Okay. He kind of saw it. saw through it a bit. Yeah. Okay. And this is where I was saying he had a, kind of had a spiritual download. So he went off, dropped everything. Again, remember, he's on a high cast. Yeah, like he's doing good in life. He's doing great in life. Yeah. You know, he's almost there. He's like, at the, he's like almost he, at the finish line. He's killing it in the it's 3D. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> he's doing a marathon and he's done 25 miles. He's right. just got one more mile. And no. He, he must said, have really not believed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this – and that's what makes him – Again, it's a long time ago, so we, you know, we have to question that. But it would make him a great source because, because here, you know, if he was coming from the untouchable caste or mm-hmm. the sudra, the, the farmer, then, you know, all right, now we can see why maybe he wanted <laughs> yeah. to make the switch. I don't want to go through all these lifetimes or maybe I don't believe all these lifetimes. But he had a spiritual download. Okay, we can call, I guess that's what we'd call a spiritual download. He went out and he sat by the Bodhi tree. You know, you ever see the Buddha with the Bodhi, the Bodhi tree, the little tree? Um, and he sat there for days and days and days and didn't eat and drink. And he had this epiphany. And out of that came what is now known as Buddhism. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, Buddha is like the enlightened one. That's the, what it translates to. So, uh, and he changed Hinduism. And the biggest change, he kept like the, the reincarnation. He kept the Dharma. He kept the karma, all that stuff. Yeah. He kept even the chakras okay. in it. Um, but what he dropped was the caste system. Oh. So in Buddhism... You could reach what they call nirvana, which is like one with the universe, in one lifetime. That sounds more popular. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if, yeah, if you were like, yeah, so like, yeah, what oh. is that going to attract? Well, <laughs> I'm an untouchable. Like, I'm moving over good. to Buddhism. Yeah. yeah, I'm a sudra. I'm moving over. Right. I'm a priest. I'm staying where I am. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and again, he, he also said that it would take many lifetimes as well, but mm-hmm. it's possible to move up after. Uh, one life. Okay. So, but the, in, in Buddhism, you find the chakras too, but they, they believe it's either, I think either four or five chakras. All right. Based on their concept was of something called the Four Noble Truths. Mm. So again, shifting. They're, it's they're sh- there, but not like how right. uh, we're talking about it. Right. So the, then the question is like, when do we get to like where we yeah. see the chakras say? So in the... In the <laughs> we're the yoga moms on mats. Yeah, we're not even close to the yoga moms <laughs> yet. Okay, we're, we're getting there. That. Okay. So the, the concept of the seven chakra system doesn't come around to the 1500s. Oh. Okay, and it's still not westernized. This is still in uh, Asia. This is still India. Mm-hmm. And this is 1577 um, when someone finally, they find it in the text the description of the six centers. Oh, okay, they call but them centers. Yeah, okay. centers. And this is, a, you know, a guy named Swami. Oh, interesting name, but okay. And that's where it starts. Mm. Okay, so now let's fast forward 1900s. Okay, we're still not there yet. So 1919, this guy, Sir John Woodruff, comes out with a book called The Serpent Power. Uh, and this is like the first intro to chakras to the Western world. Okay. Okay. This so this is kind of like the birth of the yoga mom. Yeah. So, yeah. Woodruff so, did it. Yeah. This is like 
where all these little different types of yoga and meditation using these shakras, these energy sources or whatever you want to call them. Then for a decade, doesn't really catch on. Still not catching on. So 1927, uh, a guy named Charles uh, Leadbeater uh, writes a book called The Chakras. Uh, this is kind of brings it more to the West. Okay. You know, it kind of gives it a little bit more credibility. But it's not to, for another 50 years to this other guy, Christopher Hills, in 1977, writes The Nuclear Evolution Discovery of the Rainbow Body. And this is where, you know, the birth of... The yoga mom and all that takes place because this is where you get the the colors. He puts yeah, colors to it. Yeah, each one is a color. Right. Not until 1970. Not 1977. Right, right. When Star wow. Wars comes out, maybe he got it from Star Wars. And <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you don't. There's nothing with chakras and colors. Okay. Or until anything 19, of that nature. So it's not right. Like the color thing isn't related to its origins at all. So it's definitely changed a lot. Yes. If you went back in time and you got someone who was living in Hindu India, in the Indus River Valley in the year 500, and you said chakra, and then you brought this Christopher Hillis to that guy, they would, and let's say they could speak the same language, right. they would be on two, different, like, what are you two different things. About? It would be two yeah. different, total two different things. That's fascinating. Yeah. You know what I think? I think like... I hope I didn't bore everyone with my history lesson. No, you know, it's, it's, I think it's good to talk about like what its origins are. So we don't just take things as truth. Right. My thought, the way that I think about a lot of things in our world is very, very limited by the language that we have. So I personally, I believe in energy centers on the body. Like maybe we're using chakras as the word, maybe it's not the correct word or whatever. It's just what's available to us, but I definitely, in reading, see where people's issues can connect to their to their energy. You know, just seeing it yeah. in color and and seeing how like blue people have autoimmune stuff going on or thyroid stuff going on often, or you know, there's just there, or yellow people tend to have digestive issues going on a lot. I just I'll always see like energy and parts on the body like correlating. We just don't probably have language that's better than what we have at this time to describe it. Yeah, no, that's true. It limits us, and then we have to like borrow a word that has probably truly nothing to actually do with it. Yeah, and and yes, and and I also did kind of look into like you know, well, what what's the what's the downside to these chakras? What what's mm-hmm. the kind of the you know for the non-believer too? Of course, I had to, I had to look into that. Like, and you know, <laughs> I guess the chakra itself, if we're looking at it throughout history, it seems like it, it's always correlating to this type of energy thing. Mm-hmm. It's always really kind of using meditation or yoga, that, that seems to, to keep the course for the most part. And then, you know, Deepak, I wrote, I read about Deepak Chopra. Yeah, you know, I love him. And, you know, he taught, he was talking about uh, opening and closing the chakra like you would a faucet. Yeah. Uh, so it's like just an energy sense. So if you have like a blockage, then, you know, nothing can get to that area and you have to open the chakra. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, when that happens, that leads me into, and I don't want to really get into this today, but then leads me into like, can you open it yourself or, you know, you're going to have to pay someone to do that. So then that stuff starts going through my head. I think you can open it yourself. Yeah. So, you know, some people probably tell you I'm the only one that could open it. No, that's not true. You know, I'm sure if it's on you, you can do it yourself. So then I didn't want to go there today because it's a little bit different, but. I think both, you know, but, but you should definitely learn how to do it yourself. Right. And then also I, you know, looked into like, you know. If someone takes it too far, maybe they actually really do have like a medical condition. So like, you know, let's say people will say, you know, let's say you're constipated. Right. You know, they'll say this chakra is closed. <laughs> You've got to open it. And to me, I might be like, yeah, that might be true. But you also might just need to eat some fiber. Of course. And stop eating, you know, McDonald's or well, something. Well, that's extremes. Like I would yeah. hope everybody listening knows. Right. So I don't, you know, I, I can see where some people might, you know, use it as like an answer for every medical thing they have. Well, remember like last summer I was having a ton of throat chakra issues in my tooth. Yeah. Remember like right. we call it the summer of the tooth. I'm going to talk about that, but I obviously had to go to the dentist and get a whole months of work done. But at the same time, look at the energy component, which was going on with me, which has truly been a very long journey for me Yeah, and, and cul- not culminating. It's probably just beginning now, but like with this download, I, t- I, so there's two parts to all of us and maybe the chakra that like, that's the language that we have available can explain, can explain that, you know, you got something going on. It's something you have to look at in di- on different levels and anything okay. can be an opportunity to kind of dive in deeper. And get the different layers of it. All right. Well, look, I'm pretty much in on the spiritual download. 
And the chakras, I'm in on that a little bit. You know, I'm not 100% there. I still got a, like my work to do and read more about it, but it makes sense. It, okay, it makes you sense. like this. Some it stuff makes sense. Some, some bit, eh, thumbs maybe up, not. Thumbs down, thumbs sideways. It's like I got one thumb up right now and a thumb sideways okay, for the, for the two for seconds. You. That's pretty good for Skeptic Scotty. Yes. Thank you for this Skeptic Scotty historical <laughs> fact checker segment. All right. Let's do a couple of ads and then we'll come back to your throat chakra. Hey, Scotty. Hey. Here's a great pairing. A casual toke with some good friends. Yeah, just hanging out with the otters and my dad grass. Another amazing collaboration, Dadgrass and George Harrison. Here comes the sun. <laughs> Their new CBD and CBG blend and accessories pays tribute to what George did best, blending peace and party in perfect balance. Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like a, having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. And Dadgrass knows you get by with a little hemp from a friend. They've partnered with the George Harrison Estate to create a new CBD and CBG blend and accessories called All Things Must Grass, which plays tribute to the man who always let the good times roll. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash KYA. It can be hard to find skincare products with clean, effective ingredients that actually work. Osea has been making clean and ultra-effective skincare and body care products for over 25 years. They use seaweed as their product's star ingredient, and they're vegan and climate-neutral certified. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, and they're known for creating incredible body products like their famous body oil. My mom's birthday was recently. I sent her the body oil because she is now hooked. And that is one of my goals in life to make everyone in my life hooked on the body oil. It is that amazing. It makes me glow and I want everyone in my life to glow too. Since 1996, Osea has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. And they've done it again. Osea's new body butter is softening, nourishing, and has the most amazing citrus scent. It's even clinically proven to moisturize your skin for up to 72 hours. It's rich texture, feels so good, and applies so smoothly without it being sticky. It makes skin looked so moisturized and healthy, and a little really does go a long way way. I've tried it. I feel very hydrated. It's amazing for your legs and your feet in the summer months. Find your new skincare and body care favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with promo code KYA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to osea, O-S-E-A, malibu.com and use code KYA. I had an intense, like intense spiritual download about my throat chakra. Um, We hear a lot about it. Just if you're familiar with the new age life, you know, oh, my throat chakra is blocked. I'm having a hard time speaking up for myself. Well, I had such an intense spiritual download this week about how it's so much more than that. And like I try to do, try to share these things with you. Um, When they help me so much, I hope it'll help you all too. So anyways, that's my own personal reason for doing this episode. It was an absolutely amazing awakening that was delivered to me. I'm very grateful for it. So real quick with spiritual download, it's just like when you download a file to your computer. It's like a whole bunch of stuff. And all at once. And and then you got to kind of go through and sift through it. So that's when you get a download, you can feel extremely just like, whoa. Like you just know it's a lot. 
it's like the overall idea. And all of a sudden, like, you know everything about it. You just have to find words to explain it. I'm going to attempt to do that in this episode. As a kid, I constantly had strep throat, like all the time. Strep throat, strep throat, strep throat. Last summer, I was going through some stuff, and on the podcast, I talked about it, but we were calling it the summer of the tooth over here because I had random and out of nowhere, tooth number two, back tooth issue, just giving me such a run for my money, (laughs) Um, all sorts of stuff with that. And I knew, I'm like, this is all attached to my throat chakra stuff. I know this is about trying to get me to speak. But, you know, a lot of times, and I see this in my readings too, and I'm no different. I'm just a vessel for a message when I do readings. I'm just a person that spirit uses as a conduit. And I try to stay very open and pure and like take myself out of that conduit and try to be as much just spirit conduit as possible for you when I do a reading. But it doesn't mean I know everything, you know, but I see this all the time. Like when I'm doing readings, they get a, somebody will get a message. Sometimes they'll absorb it and sometimes they won't. And I'll even get emails from, from people a year or two years later. I just got one today, actually, um, from somebody who was struggling with infertility. Just, oh my gosh, like you were saying this and I didn't get it. But now I get it. Sometimes you just have to be on the correct spot in your own personal timeline, your own divine timing line to really let something absorb into you. So my whole life, it was constantly, Megan, speak up for yourself. My gosh, use your voice. Like stop people pleasing, you know, things like all the time. I remember my grandma telling me eight years old, Megan, speak up for yourself. Like it's not that hard to say what you want, you know, but when... One, you're programmed very differently. And two, you're aware of everyone else's reactions to saying what you want. All of a sudden, what you want isn't so important anymore because it's too awful to feel how other people feel about it. So it's easier just to be invisible or quiet or just acquiesce. So anyways, and I knew all that like logically, like I knew all that, but it never quite sank in until this week. And it sank in all at once during a throat chakra meditation I was doing on YouTube and manifest by Jess. I absolutely love her YouTube channel. I don't know her at all. I just love her YouTube channel. She does great, great meditations anyways. And I'm doing it and it just hit me this amazing download. All right. So yes. And I knew I was having all these messages from my own spirit guides to like get in touch with my throat chakra. And what does this mean? Um, and, and now I get it. So what is, what, you know, what the chakras, you can think of them like faucets, like energy faucets. I'm making, I'm very, I'm very much simplifying this, but that's okay. You can think, cause I don't like when things get too complicated. Sometimes I like to take it down to the, the basics. Cause then I think we can, then we can take it as our own and you can, you can research it. You can layer your own stuff on it. You can make it work for you. But anyways, I like to think of them as like, your faucets. And the throat chakra is the body's communication center. So if you think about it, just like your faucet at home, sometimes it get lime scale buildup or a little rusty or makes funny noises (laughs) because it just, it has, you know, you have to clean it every once in a while or you have to replace it or what, what have you. Your throat chakra is the same thing. Um, it, it does need to be cleansed and cleaned from all the energy backup that occurs there. Traditionally, um, you know, it's not just how you speak up for yourself, but it's what you, you say or you don't say is also a throat chakra issue and whether or not you're heard by other people. So even when you speak, making sure that you're heard and you're presenting yourself in a context where people can hear you is a throat chakra issue. Traditionally, it's associated with truth, clarity, and personal responsibility. It covers not just the throat, but the teeth, the jaw, neck, tops of the shoulder, base of the skull, and it's associated with the color blue. So when you think about your throat chakra opening and this vortex of beautiful spinning, flowing energy, you can picture, you can visualize that blue glow just really radiating out of you, which can just be an on-the-fly quick healing technique for yourself. 
Symptoms of a closed throat chakra, like an imbalanced, kind of stuck throat chakra. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of emotions, emotional, depression, anxiety, low self-worth, low self-esteem. You can feel like a lump in your throat, like a catch in your voice. You ever have to say something and you don't, but you feel it, like you feel it there. And later, when you go over that moment, you know, hours or days later, you feel sick, almost choked up, like nauseous, angry at yourself, thinking about how you should have responded or what you should have said, but you didn't. Years later, this can happen to you because you were paralyzed. You can shut down, be actually unable to speak. That's like a a throat chakra issue. Aversely, it can be imbalanced in the opposite way. So that causes people like maybe you don't think before you speak or you're saying inappropriate things or you're using the wrong language or you're insulting people, you're interrupting, you're talking over others, you're talking too much, you're dominating conversations, you need the last word, can work that way too. And I think a lot of the people that are all stuck and unable to speak are terrified that if they say like one thing, they're like the opposite. (laughs) And it doesn't work that way. But it can feel that way. You can have physical issues too. You can have thyroid issues, a hoarseness, like ever... Are you maybe you're one of these people or you know somebody their their voice is always missing or they're always like constantly coughing or there's something up with that? Yes, these can be physical issues too, of course, and always go see the doctor. Um, you know, it could be allergies. Like I'm not saying these aren't also caused by other things. It's just, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh sore throat, mouth sores, canker sores, gum issues. Tooth issues, ear infections, sinus stuff, TMJ, tight neck, tight shoulders, neck pain. Hurts when you turn your head a certain way. The goal of balancing your throat chakra is to speak with clarity and compassion. That's the goal. If we we really imagine what is the goal of my, what's the purpose and what's the goal here, it's to speak with clarity about what you need and what you need to say for yourself and others, and with compassion in a way that's not insulting or hurtful to people. Now, they may consider it hurtful to them, but you know deep down that what you said is not hurtful. Depends who you're talking to, right? You got to consider your audience. And the goal is to speak honestly and not against yourself or others. And that's where the download really showed up. So let me tell you the very specific ways I was getting that I've been blocking my own throat chakra and here they are. Okay. Well, actually, before I do that, because what happened was (laughs) I was doing, okay, back it up, doing my Manifest by Jess (laughs) throat chakra meditation And I get my download. And the reason why I was doing the throat chakra meditation is because an opportunity came up, which I can't talk about, but like I had, but I will be able to like, and fall. I had to self-advocate. And when you know what it is, (laughs) you'll be like, okay, Megan, we get it. And I'll just say this. It's putting myself in a similar situation I was put in a few years ago, but I'm like a different person now. So it was kind of like spirit, like, let's try it again. And so, and I had to use my words. I had to speak up for myself and I had to be very secure in what I wanted to say more than I feared what other people would think. Okay. And that, that, so don't don't just, all right. Well, anyways. That's the gist of it. So, of course, I was having anxiety on that. And then I got this download and all of a sudden, it's not that I like I wasn't scared anymore. Like, I was like, oh, my God, wait a second. (laughs) And I know for some of you, this is like not a big deal. But for for others of you, you get what I'm about to say. I was like, wait a second. I can say I don't want to do something. What? I can do that? (laughs) Like, wait, wait, I can just walk into a situation and tell them what my boundaries are and that and they'll be accepted or not but I won't participate if they aren't and I can do this in a way that's actually really polite and people 
are totally fine with and don't even bat an eye. And wait a second, in my own life, people do this to me all the time. And I'm like, of course. And I wouldn't even second guess them speaking up for themselves. And it just linked together. Okay. So that's why, that's how it all kind of happened. But anyways, these are the ways you are blocking your own throat chakra. Are you ready? First one, you're not impeccable with your word. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, a great book. He talks about being impeccable with your word. What does that mean? We have the power as humans to speak. And our words carry energy and meaning. And our words create reality. And if you think about it, that is a magical power that we all have. So why are we using that power to destroy ourselves? We do it all the time. Let's say, I don't know, you you made a mistake or you did something, right? Oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. I'm such an airhead. Okay. You can make fun of something that you did and like laugh about it, but don't associate what you did with who you are. You can say, oh my gosh, did you see me do that? That was funny, right? Or like, oh my God, look at, look at, you know, I had, I did this funny thing. I fell. Look at that. Ha ha. Riot, right? Just one of those days. It doesn't mean you have to be like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. Like what a klutz I am. You don't have to like go there. It's a subtle nuance, but it makes a huge difference. And when you start catching yourself doing it, you'll realize how many times you are putting yourself down. Other ways that be when you're not impeccable with your word, when you don't use your words to create beautiful magic in a world around you would be like gossiping. And this is what I learned about this. Some people gossip and you just have to stay away from them because like they get you in it. And it's the only way they know how to communicate. And I'm, and I'm sure we've all been, I mean, we've all been through phases where those were the friends that we had, or that's just what we did or like whatever you grow out of it really quick And then you start to realize like, oh, I hate, it's so low vibe. Like it feels low vibe to gossip or sometimes even to go down like weird rabbit holes that are about celebrities or this or that. You're like, oh, so gross. I don't want to do that. Like I still want, it's like low vibe. I don't care. Like it's not contributing to anything in any way like that. Um, It's just not a great place to use words using. And, and if you're not used to it, it can feel boring not talking like that, but I'm telling you, the more you practice not doing it, the more you uh, spend time with people that don't do it, it's actually a lot better. And then you learn that. And anybody who's figured that out is like agreeing with me right now because it makes your life a lot more elevated. Another way that you're not being impeccable with your word and blocking your throat chakra is talking, like I said, talking down about yourself. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm not working right now. So... I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not contributing and I'm not, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so confused. I just never know what I'm, you know, stop it. Reframe it. I have the gift of time right now to really reflect in what my goals for the future are. You know, you can, you can spin something into a much more positive light with your words. Talking down about your life so that another person feels like you weren't showing them up. Maybe something, you know, maybe you're in love and your friend isn't, you're getting married, your friend's still single, you know, and you know that talking about how sweet your honey was about doing this thing on Valentine's Day for you is going to really trigger them. Like you get it. And there is a difference. There is a difference between bragging and boasting and just being honest. My grandmother uh, we called her Marmy. She gave me the best advice, and I'll never forget this. I I guess when she was, I'm gonna mess up all the years, but I feel like she grew up in the Depression or something, and maybe her family had more money than other families did. Like her family's doing better than other families, and she told me this story about how you know for Christmas her and her sisters got lots of gifts, and her little school friend of hers said, "What did you get for Christmas?" And she had it in her head to just say, you know, I just got some nail polish. I got some nail, not just, she was like, well, I got some nail polish and really pretty. I got like pink and this and this and this. And her friend was like, oh yeah, you know, me too. Because her friend just didn't have as much 
as she did. And my grandmother knew that. And her lesson to me was, you can still say something positive. You don't have to go overboard, but you don't have to lie. And that's still not making somebody feel bad about themselves. So her little friend didn't feel bad about herself, but it still didn't at the same time put herself down or her own, her own blessings down. Okay. So I just kind of keep that in my head because I think a lot of us have problems where we don't want to say, oh, he got me roses and he took me out to eat and he's so romantic and he, you know, he found this hotel and it was like just so lovely and maybe it's, oh, we had a lovely dinner and, you know, really nice time. So grateful for him in my life. And if they press for details, you can do it. But if they don't, that's enough. But also you don't have to say like, oh gosh, we're like an old married couple. We don't, we barely do anything. So boring. Like you don't have to like go opposite either just so somebody else doesn't get triggered. Um, also, you don't have to talk down about your life so that another person feels included either, which can be something that a lot of us do where somebody's maybe you're in school with them and they're not doing so great, but you are. And you're like, oh yeah, me too. I'm totally going to fail this class too. You know, I mean, you don't have to talk like that about yourself just so they don't feel out, out of the loop. Little nuances. Also lying about things. I mean, lying in general is really going to block your throat chakra. And back, oh, oh, here's another one. Backing up false narratives with your words. Okay, so this is a big throat chakra blocker. Backing up false narratives with your words. So you might feel comfortable portraying yourself in the same way, which honors your trauma or programming more than who you actually are. All right, so let's think about that for a second. So let's say you're always like the victim, Oh my gosh, these, you know, they exclude me. Look at these. Like every story that happens, you can spin it to the same kind of like narrative. I don't know if you know somebody like that or if you've been through things like that. I know I have like where it's all of a sudden like, oh, everybody ignores me or I'm not included or this is how it, this is how it always goes down in any story that you tell yourself or others. That's, that's the centering theme of it. And you got to watch those centering themes that you're comfortable with and how you use your words to paint them. Because that's a throat chakra blocker. Spinning a tale where everything bad happens to you, using words to portray yourself the negative way that you feel comfortable with. I was rejected. I was fired. They're all out to get me. I do everything myself. Nobody helps me. So these types of narratives that you're comfortable with have to go because we're on a new narrative with our throat chakra and it is speaking to our self-acceptance and our self-love and positivity where we can find it, learning, growing, reflecting And then putting a spin on it. Like, you know what? Yeah, unfortunately, it worked out that way. But I also wonder, like, where I didn't make friends enough with those girls so they they would have invited me. Like, maybe I'm not being social enough. I should should be more social. Then I won't get excluded. Then Then they'll invite me, perhaps. So thinking about your end of things, too. Another way you can block the throat chakra is starting at stating any idea from with like this negative preface. <laughs> I am so guilty at this. <laughs> so it's kind of like this, like you know, everyone's talking in the office and you're like, oh, I, and you're like, gives this great idea. So, but you start it this way. I know this, maybe you've probably already had like a meeting about this and figured it out. And this is just like, just, I'm so sorry you're about to listen to me speak right now. But what if we do X, Y, Z? Like, you can't just say, here's my idea, blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh my God, I know this is, you already, this is going to sound so stupid, but what about this? <laughs> like take the negative prefaces away before you just say whatever you're going to say. Also, and this is like all in, I think like women, if you read about like how to, 
how women are portrayed in corporate America, which I don't have personal experience with, but I know that a lot of you who are out there have to work on things like this. Like, oh, I just wanted to step in here and say, you know, using words like, oh, I just, or maybe, or if that's okay with you, like putting these qualifiers on things with with your tiny little transition words or your little little vocab in there that makes other people feel more powerful and you're always presenting yourself as submissive so that it, it's, it's a fear vibe and it really screws up your throat chakra. So notice where little tiny language things are getting to, Oh my gosh. So many of you can't take credit for what you do too. Um, I, this happened. Oh my gosh. This is a reading recently. Maybe not that recent, but anyways, I just got this thing where she like like she just couldn't take credit. Like her office emails were like, we looked at the we looked at the numbers, we looked at the accounts, and we came up with this idea. Well, who's we? Because you did it, <laughs> but it was so hard for her to write. I I looked at the accounts and I created this spreadsheet, and I'd love to hear your input on it. You know, use I like change up the pronoun. You don't have to like we and and it's not taking away from the team either. If there is a team, it's myself and the team, da-da-da-da-da, instead of just grouping yourself into just a us, we. Like, you know, if you are if you did something, own it and, and use the right words that express it. Very difficult. I know. I'm going to get to that part, the side effects of speaking up for yourself. That's a whole thing. We're going to get there. Oh, here's a good one. Okay. <laughs> this, was, this was big. You know when somebody's like, I'm going to do it right now. Hey, what are you up to? Would you just answer? Not much. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to? Oh, not much. You know, like that. Or you spin the narrative. Oh, God, I'm so busy, so stressed. We got so much going on. Oh, my God, I'm drowning. Ah. Or running around, running around. I'm crazy. I never get a chance for myself. Okay, how did you respond to that? All those things, watch it and start learning how to... How to say what's going on in a positive way. Have some things in your mind for when the random person runs up to you and is like, hey, what have you been up to? Been working in my garden. I just, I'm in the middle of this amazing book. Oh, I'm having such a great time helping out with my son's soccer team. I mean, say something positive that's going on in your life. Oh, my husband and I were just, we're, we're really excited about our bathroom, our bathroom remodel or... Oh, I'm looking, we're looking for new houses right now. It's really cool. We're having a really good, you know, say something positive that's actually going on in your life instead of dismissing it or spinning it is like awful. Get used to that little th- throat chakra nudge. Oh, you know it. It's that little lump in the throat. And you are so used to pushing that away, just pushing it down. But you know you you feel it, and then later you're so mad you didn't respond to it. A lot of times you just don't know what to say in the moment. That's why that's why I'm going to give you something for that coming up. When you speak positively for yourself, like when you speak up for yourself, these are the things that are going to help you. Listening to that nudge going with it, not ignoring it, using it. When you do it, it's going to feel awkward. Embrace the awkward. And I know because I do it myself. We've all had weird, awkward moments where later when we actually did talk, we said something super weird. Okay, and I know you've done it, and I know I've done it, but I'm telling you, you'll get better. You'll get better at it. And even if when somebody's like, "Hey, what have you been up to?" and you're just like, "I don't know," I'm, I don't know. I'm doing this and this. You say something like really weird, and like later you're like, "Oh my god, I just said I'm picking up how to knit." Like, what? They don't care, you know? Who cares? At least you. At least you said something great. At least you at least you said something positive. At least you said something true. And I'm going to tell you the universe rewards that trying spirit way more than the holding back one. Being awkward is a hundred times better energy-wise than being quiet and fearful. And the universe will reward you and you will get better at it. 
when you speak up, don't over explain yourself. Say what you mean and stop there. Okay. I think we need more communication from the PTA. Okay. Like I said it. Do. Hmm. I said it. Silence is something that will follow that your whole life. Chances are that your throat chakra is used to throwing itself on the fire with a lot of chatter and silence filler so that you are making everyone feel okay. Get used to saying what you mean, period, stop, sit in the silence, sit in the awkward, get used to it. Let somebody else speak now. You made your point. Of when you do these things, okay, avoid checking in with other like spectators or maybe even people familiar with the situation for validation. <gasps> Did you hear what I say? Okay, let me just tell you what happened. So I said this and then he said that and then I said this and then this and then what do you think? Avoid that. Don't do it. You spoke your truth. The only opinion that matters is yourself and, and your connection to spirit. So your higher self vibe. That's the, you'll learn to value that more than other people's perceptions. So try to avoid anyone's opinions about what you say, good or bad, honestly, because the goal really is to feel confident that you're speaking a compassionate truth. And this is, again, like if you, like some of us do need to kind of go over it with, that's like what, you know, your therapist for is for, or maybe, maybe, you know, a partner, if you have a good relationship with your partner, your best friend, who's like outside of the situation, your journal. Even though this is all hard, you know, being reflective about it and using it as a learning experience is, is something you're going to normalize and get better at. So how could I have said that differently? What worked? What didn't work? You know, approach it like a lesson. And then create go-to phrases, which will work in any situation. So that little throat chakra nudge comes up where in the past you'd push it away. Have some on-hand phrases that you can use instead. I had a question about that. And then state the question, period, done. I feel uncomfortable with what you just said, period, done. So let me just get this straight. From my point of view, what you're saying is this. And I mean, there's lots of different ones you can use. Maybe have a couple ready to go in your mind so that when that throat chakra nudge comes, you have a starting point, a little launching pad to get that ball rolling. And then we're succinct, compassionate, and we listen to, and we listen to other people. How to keep that throat chakra healthy? Yoga, stretching, repeating your positive mantras. I speak my truth. Words carry my energy with them. Warm tea, self-care throat practices. You know, don't skip the scarves in the winter. Moisturize. Envision the glow of the, that blue glow of the throat chakra in a meditative state. You can get Reiki healings. You can do YouTube meditations. There's lots of ways to just focus in on that energy so that you can allow it just to cleanse and open and get rid of any sort of stuff that you don't need anymore back up to get that beautiful energy faucet vortex spinning and flowing so that you can get your downloads of what you need to do. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So, I mean, we, we've unpacked a lot today. and. I, I feel like I'm more spiritual than ever. Yeah. You know, I was outside in the backyard while you were doing your, your speech. A couple of owls came over. <laughs> they invited to me or they invited me to do a reading of Akashic Records. Okay. Yes. It's it fantastic. They said, you know, we're opening up the book. And it was Mandy Patinkin. You know, it, yeah, we're what opening it. We opened up his records. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. you Some back owls. There? Are you really back there with the dadgrass? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they, they invited me to an Akashic record reading of Mandy Patinkin. Okay. Do you know who that is even? Yeah. yeah. Um, Homeland. Is yeah. he on Homeland? Yeah. Oh, Princess Bride. Well, yeah, Princess I know, Bride. but like, you know, I, I really enjoyed him in Homeland. And Nico Montoya, you killed my father, prepare to die. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah. then he was in Homeland, so. Oh, he was too? Yeah. Yeah, he was also in, uh, 
when we, you know, when Brie was little, all she used to watch was Elmo in Grouchland. <gasps> yeah, he was the bad that's guy. Right. Yeah, he was the bad guy in that. <laughs> he's he, great. Yeah, he's great. He, I think he's done a lot of Broadway. He's a really good um, actor. Yeah, and his records are amazing. Like we opened those up and we read them. <laughs> okay, and it's fantastic. You know, so you're just drinking the Kool Aid here. Drinking the Kool Aid, dude. Oh, here. Oh, this is a burning question that I know a lot of lis- listeners are going to have. Okay, was the Man in Black Wesley okay. and Princess Buttercup? Okay. Were they twin flames? Yeah. They were. Not kindred kindred spirits? That's a twin flame thing. That's a twin flame thing. Yeah. The whole thing's a little weird. Like they meet wands. Yeah. They like fall in love that heavy. Yeah. That's twin flame stuff. So I was thinking that even Montoya and Wesley might have been Or he's a love bomber. Or he's a love bomber. He could be a love bomber. Could be a love bomber because we can get that very confused with the twin flame thing. Right. We'll have to ask Kramer if he's a love bomber. All right. This is overtime, I believe. We're in overtime. Okay. We're in overtime now. Yeah. This is overtime. Feel free. Yeah. Shut your... (laughs) Shut it off. Turn it off. Everyone's throwing their phone out the window. (laughs) Just leave a review first and subscribe and and then shut up. But, um, you know, I feel now like... After this episode, I am like, you know what, like the goat is? They have the term they use, the goat. Like it's greatest, greatest of, of all time. time. Yeah, like Tom I Brady. Feel I am the Tom Brady of spirituality. Wow, right Scott. Now. Yeah. And you, everybody who doesn't know you yeah. should know that you're joking. No, no. no. <laughs> For our Canadian listeners, I'm like the Wayne Gretzky of spirituality. <laughs> Do you know, do you know Wayne Gretzky? Yes. Yeah, and for our Australian <laughs> listeners, there's a few of you out there. I'm the Elsie Perry. Elsie Perry. <laughs> she plays cricket. And. Uh, I feel I'm on that level with spirituality. <laughs> you just made like our three Australian listeners very happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Anyway, there's a GoFundMe page now going on. For what? To get me to Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. They on want the page, me there. They, they want you to real-time rant there. Okay. So Next look, year. Look, if real-time you got, okay, rant. Look, You're not we, going. No. If we have you enough listeners. You wouldn't go. You wouldn't do it. No, they, well, I got to get First of all, I gotta get the VIP ticket. You're like, first of all, I need, <laughs> I need that the expensive yeah, I douchey ticket yeah, that we were yeah. making fun of. I can't be tier one because I need a bathroom. <laughs> and I am not I'm too old to be peeing on my leg. Okay. So <laughs> I first of all, I need the, the, the VIP ticket. And you need to go fund me just yeah. for like the pizza. Like yes. it's like seven. And the food, bucks yeah. Because I want to eat. If I'm gonna go there, I want to <laughs> sample all the food. So if this page is serious because I saw it on okay. GoFundMe.com or whatever. It's just it's GoFund. Such- it's GoFundMe. Scotty goes to Coachella to rant.com, I think, slash what? 249. This- That's the link. That's the link. No, the link. this is true. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes people don't know when you're joking. Oh, okay. Well, no, there should be a GoFundMe to get me to Coachella. You're like, oh my God. I used to. Um, hate when i was like a kid yeah. the dads that would make jokes but they would pretend they were serious oh, about okay. it yeah, and like no. you become that oh my gosh really yeah because i never understood them so like they were like my friend's dads and they'd be like they'd say something like you're saying like super but no <laughs> it's only the truth and you have to like fake well, laugh oh, like fine, fine. okay fine <laughs> well there should be a fun scott goes to coachella if one of the people on the page wants to start that I'll, you're I'll obsessed whatever. we all know you secretly want to go there anyways <laughs> just so you can like ask people why no. they're there. Okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. It would be it would make for a fantastic rant though. I mean that'd be a good episode. It would be, it would be worth though, it. Yeah. The Red Rant Scott goes to Coachella. Red Rant Coachella version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually yeah, it would be incredible. But yeah, actually right. it's like a you know we only travel for one episode ever and it's the Halloween special. But that's true. And we <laughs> and we do have to start thinking about that. If anyone wants to throw out some ideas on the page and the Miss Michaela Spiritual Family page on I have my Facebook, idea. Throw them out there. Oh, yeah. I know it's your idea. Yeah. Don't give it away. I'm not. It's a good it's, idea. It's so good. It's really good. <laughs> I don't know if we can give it away. Just, just no. I got it. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. Let's, let's end this overtime. And Well, this podcast is for you and about you. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.